Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. This is Danny Rocket. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Just a quick message before we start. You are listening to the ad-filled version of the Sun Ranto Show, but you don't have to uh, because I release the Sun Ranto Show on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sunranto. It is an early and ad-free iteration of the Sun Ranto Show. So uh, why don't you go on over there for only a dollar a month or uh, $12 a year, uh, you can get access to all of our shows completely early and ad-free. Plus, you get access to our show notes, any of the media that we use in our live show. The, that gets attached to our to our uh, podcast and our show, so you get all that stuff. Anyway, it's a great way you can help out the show. It's a lot better than us having to put uh, ads on our shows because it's, uh, you know, shilling for the man. You don't want us to do that because it's unethical. You'll never be able to believe me again. So, uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. Enjoy the show and our awesome conversation. Uh, here it is. What an awesome moment. Like, uh, you could just yeah. tell, like, you know, and, and Wayne saw everybody in the, he felt everybody in that crowd be with him. It's like, oh, Wayne's mic screwed up. That's okay. You know, I will, it, it, I will, you know, I will tell you one more quick Wayne story. It was uh, 2011, and this is when he was talking about my favorite anthem. Um, 2011 Cubs Con was like one of the most depressing Cubs Con. Uh, Ron Santo died um, in December of 2010, and uh, 2011, you know, the Cub, Cubs convention was in January, so it was 2011 Cubs Con. The Cubs stunk in 2010. They had no prospects. Nothing was really going on. It was just awful to be a Cubs fan. And he just sang it. We like it was like a wake. You know what I'm saying? And Wayne sung. And, and Danny, you know, as a performer, I'm sure you feel it. Sometimes the crowd just needed something. They needed something. And Wayne just delivered just a killer anthem. And and so you know that year, I everyone I asked who always went to CubsCon, nobody wanted to go. They were all just in a bad mood. Foul. Didn't want to go. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go myself. I know enough people. I'm sitting there. And then like usually I, I would walk around. Sometimes you know how I am at CubsCon. I'm just wandering everywhere. And uh, I ended up there was a there was a memoriam section for Ronnie, and there was a plate and, and and there was like a wall full of different quotes and people were just kind of writing their memories like you know, and, and stuff. And there's just me and Wayne and we were just talking for thirty minutes and I was kind of just like, oh Wayne, that was the best anthem. You know, I was asking him about that anthem. You know, like, and and you know, I don't know. It was just like for whatever reason at that moment when I was just really down about everything. Like I said, just losing Ronnie and the, and and seeing all these great pictures of when he was younger as a ball player and stuff like that. Like he was just there at the right time at the right moment, just like a, a voice and, and some, I don't know, you know, with his psychology degree, if he just kind of knew that I just needed to talk to somebody or what, but it was just a, it was a special moment that I always remember because it was a tough time as a Cub fan. And, and he was just there and just so generous again with his time uh, you know, it, it it meant a lot to me personally. And and tonight again, he was so generous with his time, so much so 
that we were going to do Cubs grades tonight, but <laughs> I, I really don't think we got time. Yeah, gonna, sorry, sorry, guy. Yeah, we were going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to like put it off to next week, I guess, <laughs> because we we got a few other things to get through right now. But um, you know, I I unfortunately when we started, you know, I we started this show. I had my Halloween costume on. And because it, I hadn't tested it, I tested it live on air. I I spilled champagne all over myself, like half a bottle of champagne. Because well, it was just, I don't know if anybody saw it, but I was foaming all over me. And it was, uh, I, I don't know if you, oh, Michael, I do have to bring this up. Oh, you, my God. You know, you're on the show. <laughs> Wayne Mesmer is talking about the most serious parts uh, stories in his life and you're there in a dumbass donkey hat looking like an idiot i couldn't it's believe a, it it's a How embarrassing for us all it is it is a goat that's not yes a, that's and a i was sitting there you know and and then i also forget that not everybody <laughs> the the chat room is not an actual chat room oh yeah you know, like i forgot yeah. and i was like ah, i fucking committed to this hat on the wrong night yeah and then did. i realized wait that just went out over everywhere like that doesn't nobody knows what that even means yeah but yeah. yes now you're I confusing really, really everybody <laughs> i really started to feel the pressure wearing the hat i just he he was telling these stories that were so heartfelt and so serious and i'm just sitting there looking at myself going you know, we're going into different – we're going somewhere else soon, I think. Now I'm like, no, I got to get rid of that. No, you got to get – you got to lose the hat, man. You looked like an <laughs> idiot. Was it was embarrassing. Idea. No, it was embarrassing everybody. It was well, terrible. There, there was it really an, was. There was well, an you know, I, there was an embarrassing moment last night in the World Series. Um, oh, God, yeah. We got to get to this because I did want to talk about this. Congre- First of all, congratulations to the Los Angeles Super Spreaders. And and their uh, uh, redheaded uh, leprechaun uh, super spreader third baseman Justin Turner, who went out on the field after a positive COVID test in order to uh, celebrate. Now, let's 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 rewind for a moment, okay? Um, first of all, uh, Justin Turner was he had a positive test in what the before the so, game or what happened Justin Tur- Justin Turner has been with the Dodgers since 2015 all the heartbreak losing to the Cubs in 16 losing the World Series and you know a whole bunch of years and so what happened uh, is you're about to make excuses for him I hear it oh my god he is he's yeah, been he's doing like, it all day no I, no I was he I was actually there. was. I no, was, he's making excuses was for blaming, MLB was and why blaming. MLB was perfectly fine with their fucking bullshit I was so blaming, tell us, Crawley. I tell us blaming. how it's all it's all fucking Justin Turner's fault. I was blaming that he the, was able to play in this game until the eighth inning. I was blaming Turner and I was blaming um the Dodgers organization because there was a test that was called what's called an inconclusive result. And so I've been going through articles all My day. Ass. And so what happens is within uh, <laughs> epidemiologist was saying, yeah, you know, usually if it's inconclusive, they just do another one and usually it's negative. So he, the MLB found out in the second or third inning about this inconclusive test. They had him do another test. And by the, lies. Seven, lies. By, the seventh, lies. by the seventh inning, they pull him. And they tell him in the eighth inning. So he's out. He's not there anymore in the eighth inning. And they have him and they tell him, this is what's going on. And according to the protocols that MLB put in place, he has to isolate at this point. Well, again, 
the eighth inning went pretty quick. And next thing you know, the Dodgers win it all. And Justin Turner was not allowed to go on the field. And basically security told him, the Dodgers organization told him, but some people in the Dodgers organization are like, well, let him take a picture. It's just for like a few minutes, blah, blah, blah. So Turner goes out there and he doesn't have a mask on. He's sitting next to Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor. There were families out there. There was two pregnant women out there. Um, so I guess my problem, like I said, if he, I, he kissed his girlfriend with yeah, COVID, look, look at this picture. He's kissing his girlfriend underneath the, and, and the banner underneath says Justin Turner test positive for COVID-19 mo- removed from world series game six in the eighth inning. And then he's just like, I don't care about yeah. you that much, baby. Right. And so and here, here's the thing, Carly, nobody's denying that Justin Turner is an asshole and the Dodgers right. fucking dipshits. But to fucking say that the that Major League Baseball has nothing to do with this, bullshit. Fuck that. They let that guy play. They knew, and they let yeah. that guy play. They so knew he had COVID. That was not an test means don't. We play. talked about this. We That's- talked about this before the season even started. Like, what would happen if in Game Seven of the World Series the star player tested positive in the morning? We talked about this. We said, yeah. what would they do? And we all said they would lie. And guess what? That's what, exactly what I'm telling what you. What I'm, t- what I'm telling you is this: is according to the protocols. And you're I'm just going. Tell- you're telling us what they're telling you. No, nope. we all read it too. We just fucking look past the bullshit. What was it? It was, it was a two to one, three to one game. This wasn't a game that was over and then they just pulled him. That is true. That is. Then I, it, I, then I won't give it. No, but he should have never fucking been out there in the first no, place. No, but that's, that's not the, the pro, That's not what the protocol was. And you know what? When it comes to an agreement, okay? And I've been in unions my whole life, whether in one side or the other, as far as negotiation stuff, you collectively bargain things, you negotiate things. And that, and no, it's not. If inconclusive test means you have to get another test taken. And basically what the epidemiologist was saying was they were in this bubble. Nobody else tested positive. So at this point, it wasn't like, okay, if it was a blowout game and they pulled them out, yeah, no problem. It, it could, they could have needed him. That could have been a different the shit. I, I'm not giving the point. No, the, the point is knew that there was an inconclusive test. They fucked up. Inconclusive means inconclusive means you wasn't no because the part test of the problem. But to absolve the MLB for something that they didn't do is stupid. No, it's, it's fucking it's, stupid. They again. You want to sit there and start making up new rules? Why, in the why world are series? you? Why are you defending Rob Manfred? The fucking dumbest person in baseball. Who got booed, by the way. And billionaire fucking owners who don't need your help. Why are you defending them? You can say Justin Turner is an asshole because I'm doing that too. He is, and he should not have done what he did. But that does not absolve major leagues from what they did. And that's why we're talking about this tonight instead of – the Dodgers championship. Very simply put is that when people fuck up, I'll call them on it. And I've called MLB out a million times about stupid shit that they've done. I'm not saying why there, are you tonight? You're I don't, defending I, them. No, You're because defending I don't them for this bullshit. Wrong. I don't think they did anything wrong. Everything that they did was according to what was collectively bargained. So you're going to sit there and tell the union, well, we know these are the rules, but we're changing them in game seven of the world. No, you can't do the world that. Series? Yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. 
Now, yeah. if you wanted to say inconclusive test well, means you don't well, want to Well, then they did a bad I, job in no. the fucking well, uh, the thing. negotiations because Ooh, an inconclusive test would be out of the fucking game. No, that's not what it means. And again, if you don't want to listen to scientists, I thought the whole goal was we listen to scientists. That's not what they said. These tests pr- do false positives. What, what, you science, what scientists do you, do you have that say inconclusive test means it's a po- it's yeah. a false positive? I don't yeah, know. I'll, you you got to go Fauci. MLB should have gotten Fauci, and then we wouldn't be in this predicament. Actually, we're not in this predicament. It's okay. Over. <laughs> it's, you know what? I'm glad you brought it up because I'll bring it up for you if you want. Again, but you just can't get like say like, well, this is what's happening because that's what I like. If you're telling me, and I don't know, if I'm, I think I'm frozen. But if you're collectively no, we bargaining, can hear you fine. You your video if you're, freezes. You're if fine. you're collectively bargaining something, that's what you do. And they were try- again. Think about after, they, yeah, they fucked up in the beginning. I'll say, we we reamed MLB about how bad the shit was. But then once they got through the stupid ass Cardinals, for the most and part, and the Marlins. No, no, the Marlins was first. After the Cardinals, they got their shit together. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so after the mar- after that situation, and then the playoff bubble, everything was working fine. And then again, there are other inconclusive, uh, inconclusive tests. An inconclusive test is not a positive or a negative. And that's why you have to retest, which is what they did. Yeah. Well, I, that's so what I don't believe. Me, that's, that's what I don't sure. believe. I, yeah. I believe he got a, a positive test and they mislabeled. I mean, and, I just and they wanted another test. Yeah. So let me put this up here. Real quick, I just don't you, believe him. All right. You wanted a scientist's name, so I'm going to throw it up here in a second, but I'm frozen still. If, it, if it's not, no, you're not. You're, you're not. Your audio is not frozen. Your, my your audio is not, is. but my video is, and that's also the brand. No, you just, you just posted yeah, it. His brand is, though. I'm going to put something up here from MLB. This is MLB's statement about Justin Turner. Immediately upon receiving notice from the laboratory of a positive test, Protocols were triggered, leading to the removal of Justin Turner from last night's game. Turner was placed in isolation for the safety of those around him. However, following the Dodgers' victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols and the instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. While a desire to celebrate is understandable, Turner's decision to leave isolation and enter the field was wrong and put everyone he came in contact with at risk. When MLB security raised that matter of being on the field with Turner, he emphatically refused to comply. The commissioner's office is beginning a full investigation. <laughs> so we should know uh, what they think in about five, six years of the Chris uh, yeah, Bryant yeah, investigation. And, 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 this, and this is what I was talking yeah. about with Michael is that I want to see the punishment that Turner and the Dodgers get. Because both – if you, there was a – Ken Rosenthal put a great article out there on The Athletic. Uh, if you take a look at it, it's it's very clear. Carly, that, and, that's, and that's all fine. We actually right. agree right. that the Dodgers and Justin Turner did the wrong thing. Okay. The problem is you don't want anybody to blame Major League Baseball. So I blamed MLB when they fucked this whole thing up in the beginning of the year. I blame MLB for blackouts. I blame MLB for everything. If somebody – here's the thing. When the Cubs – But Cubs suddenly, won, suddenly now you don't care anymore. No, I do care. But if like when the Cubs built the uh, – when they built the hotel and the things, I thought that was a smart move. When years ago they put a giant macaroni and cheese noodle out on fucking Addison, I called it a stupid move. If something's smart, I say it's smart. If something's stupid, I'll say it's stupid. And again, I right now what I know, based on what I know, 
And what was reported, again, by people like Ken Rosenthal, who I do respect his writing, is that right now, to me, the blame looked like it goes on Justin Turner. And so now that I'm unfrozen here, uh, second inning, there's an inconclusive test, right? And so Second inning? That means they started the game with people who were not have been properly yeah. vetted for their now, now for the again, disease. The, then the protocol then goes is he gets a quick test. Benny, who was the epidemiologist from, I can't remember what school, said inconclusive tests aren't uncommon. And given the contest, there is no reason for MLB to order Turner's removal at that point to halt play. I'm not done here. Hold on real quick here. Uh, That's what Danny just had out there. Uh, Yeah, but as far as it goes, it uh, then Turner returned to the field. Let me see here. They should not have been playing that game if the first test results for every player were not in. Okay, so what That's it says, what they told us w- was going to happen. What it says here, and this is from Benny, I think it's fair to assume that inconclusive was more likely to come back negative than positive because the players and staff had been in a bubble, which so far had resulted in no cases. He said the league also played it right when ordering Turner into isolation without stopping play in the final two innings. So that's all I can tell you is this it's is not- right. You can tell us what other people wrote, and you know those people are into this stuff, into into just absolving the MLB of any problems, even though tests were coming back. The inconclusive test, the first test, well, didn't come back till the second inning. There were other inconclusive tests, and the people tested negative. An inconclusive test is not the same as a positive. Okay, no, Bill Crowley, the point is, if the test didn't come back until the second inning, The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing as well. Now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, period. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That means, I would assume... None of the tests came back until the second inning, which means none of those players should have been playing the game. Should have been playing. The game should have been postponed a day, probably. You know, and they didn't want to do it because if the tests weren't in, there were games that were banged because the test didn't come in this year. Yeah, that that happened throughout the year. I mean, the, the game shouldn't have been played. Um, I mean, we'll see what – it might have not been a – No, that, that was, that, 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 there, were, there was no games that were banged because tests weren't in. No, this there was, were. There no, were. no that, was, that was at the beginning during the spring training 2.0 that they weren't getting test results back in, an, uh, or in a timely fashion. That was not actual games. That was summer camp. Okay. Well, either way, uh, you know, Justin Turner did make the worst decision – to celebrate a World Series pretty much ever. And I do also feel bad for him. The fact that, you know, he's supposedly in a bubble. Now, here's the next question that nobody's even asking or talking about. Where the hell did Justin Turner get COVID 
in the bubble, except for the fact that he's in Texas. Like that's, you know, there's a lot of COVID going around. Right. But if they're in the bubble and everybody is tested and everybody, there should be nobody coming in or out. That's positive. That means that he must've gone out. Yeah. I'm thinking hookers and blow. That's where where my (laughs) brain goes immediately because uh, you know, he obviously doesn't give a fuck about who he kisses because you, he doesn't. Yeah, no. you, you see. And, and and again, I think it was Bill Watts who said, you know, Shakur, you should have tackled. I mean, Justin Turner, well, you're going to get COVID that way. You know? Yeah, if I was security, I'd been like, I'd have been the same way. I'd have been like, fuck you. You didn't get him tested before the game properly. I'm yeah, not going to go fucking look, look at that risk freaking, my life. Look at that diseased leprechaun. Just, yeah, he's about. What do you think? What do you think he is? Six three, six four, two hundred and some pounds. Neither these are two white people that are kissing that we're looking at right now. They maybe have one lip between them. I swear to God, like, <laughs> like, like seriously, come on, people. Like, what do you even kiss with? And I again, I, more than anything, I want to see what the consequences are for this. This is where I'm at because MLB totally, and I said this before, fucked up on the Houston Astros penalty. Totally fucked that up. Oh, they'll fuck this up too. If they fuck it up, then I'll be the first one to fucking call them well, out. Well, they, they will. Crawley, they just the, – the issue I had today was that they've already fucked it up. They've already fucked it up in order to get to this position. And that's what I was saying because – and – the point I was making in this little fucking Twitter bullshit that we were going through was the commissioner can't get his shit together. And it's not just him. It's been happening for years. The MLB cannot get their shit together. Whenever something good should be happening, they don't get it right. The fucking Dodgers just won for the first time in 30-some years or whatever the fuck it was and who gives a goddamn. But it's been a little while. Yeah. And we're not talking about the Dodgers. We're talking about Justin Turner. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about the fact that the MLB didn't properly get these tests done quickly enough to have it safe for the game, right? We're talking about that stuff. It's the same thing as talking about whether or not there's – uh, collusion going on. It's the same thing with why the fuck is opening day on a cold, frigid fucking like Tuesday. Monday. In, it's even worse. March. It's Monday. It's like you the know, one day you, they don't let you get up. Why the fuck are the most important games of the year, the playoff games, handled by people that don't know anything about the teams? Why the fuck are the most important games of the year being played at 10 a.m. Central Time when they haven't fucking done that all year long. They fucking won't let people play day games, but they'll fucking put a playoff game at 10 a.m. Like, what the fuck? That's what I was talking about. They are constantly stepping on their dick. They're doing the fucking wrong thing. And this was just one of them. Weren't, like, we, at, weren't we at a Cubs game at 1 p.m. on a – I don't even remember what day it was. Was it a Tuesday or a Wednesday? Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday for a playoff game. Yeah, you know? That was a playoff game, but they didn't have any – they had fucking four day games all year long. And then the fucking playoff game they had at one. Like – what the fuck? Yeah, on a that, Tuesday, not even and, a Saturday when people probably, could go. That and, is what I was talking about. The Justin Turner thing. It's like a Justin Turner be, kiss. <laughs> he may be more, you know, in the wrong here. But MLB allowed this to happen. 
MLB is shitty at their fucking job. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing half the time. And that's being generous, right? Like, I don't understand how this league's been around for 150 fucking years, and these assholes still can't figure out how to fucking make a schedule. <laughs> like, I don't, well, I don't I, get it. I, I enjoyed what Jose Orlando said about it. Um, uh, on the Ranters page, uh, he said, off-camera reporter in uh, brackets, Justin Turner, the Dodgers have finally won the World Series after thirty-two after a 32-year drought. What are you going to do next? And Justin Turner says, I'm going to affect Tommy Lasorda with COVID-19. I love it. Well, you know, that's what he gets for threatening to kick my ass. And here's what Justin Turner said about it. Thanks to everyone reaching out. So he didn't really realize what people were saying. <laughs> I feel great. No symptoms at all. Just yeah, experience. so clearly he has no idea how this fucking disease works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he doesn't. Uh, just experienced every emotion you could possibly imagine. Except for, for sorrow and, and uh, uh, empathy. Empathy. Or, uh, empathy. Caring about the other, the, your fellow man. Yeah, there, there's a few emotions he missed. Yeah. The two can't, pregnant women on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys. Exclamation point. So proud of this team and unbelievably happy for the city of L.A. Hashtag well, World Series champs. I hate the Dodgers. I hate, yeah, Justin Turner. Yeah, exactly. I hate Justin Turner, but I do want to tip the cap to Brant Brown and Mark Pryor getting that World Series ring. We all remember Brant Brown, the one who dropped the fly ball in yeah, 98. Fuck, guy. fuck Brant Brown. Fuck yeah, him. I, what do you like Brant Brown for? Fuck him. I, I, and I love how you were like, we all remember Brant Brown. Nobody remembers yeah, yeah, Brant Brown. Yeah, yeah, everybody everybody yeah. listening just said, Charlie who? Brand Charlie Brown? Brown? No, I remember. Doesn't he him. play football? I, I remember it clear as day, and and uh, Mark Pryor too, great guy. Like both of them were really nice guys. It was all disappointments. Uh, well, you. But again, happy for those guys. Um, Blake Snell and Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash takes out Blake Snell when they're dealing. And thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's how they did it all year. They played it by the book. The book, <laughs> the book got them to Game Six. It's a, it's a, you know, as uh, you know, Theo would say, it's a, a lot of guys sitting in front of me with iPads. A lot of guys sitting in front of me with iPads. That was uh, David Ross, but uh, yeah. a lot of guys with iPads, and you know, and they're going to their pitch labs and they're going to their hit labs, and you know, the Cubs are playing catch up. You know, oh my God, can you imagine? Like Tom Ricketts looks at the payroll of the race. $62 million, wherever the hell it is. $60 million. Why can't I get this for $60 million? I'm paying $200 million too much. You know, and that a lot of people pointed that out. Like, this is a dangerous precedent to be setting. Uh, you know, I'm in an industry where it's like, you know, the, the rates keep getting pushed down because of competition and stuff. And so Actually, Danny, unfortunately, everyone is in that industry because every industry thinks that – one person can do the job of three people now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, that's that's how it is. And so, like, these ball players, and they're performers. They're like Wayne Mesmer. They're like me. You know, that we've been performers our whole lives. And if you stop paying us, then we don't know what to do. We're going to keep performing, but, you know, we'll just be hungry and homeless and stuff and be old and 
And uh, I don't I don't know what to to say to people, but that's what it is. And ball players the same way. If you don't have uh, if you don't let them follow their dreams, then you're not going to get these guys that dream about the big bucks. Uh, you, 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 you know, it's, you could say what you want about inflated salaries. You know, you, everybody points to the $20 million a year guy, uh, 30 million, but that's one guy out of 800 that make the 500,000 that's supposed to last them the rest of their life, which of course it, it lasts about, uh, you know, after taxes, yeah couple of years after they pay off all their debts from all the things that they've done to get to that point when they were making $5,000 a year in the minor leagues, training themselves, paying for the extra equipment themselves, paying for the uniforms themselves, the travel themselves. There's a, a huge barrier to entry. We talked about it with John Baker Day this year about how there's a socioeconomic barrier to entry into baseball. And so, you know, you know, if you take it from that standpoint, I mean, uh, you, you, we've got to, we've got to not celebrate teams like the Rays and them being cheap. Anthony, Anthony Rizzo deserves 20 million because he's bringing in that plus more, you know what I mean? If they want, if if they want to pay less, then they've got to take less from the fan. Tickets need to be a dollar. Beers need to be two dollars. Yeah. Like you know, let's then it's got to be that because otherwise, you know, because these fuckers are always are, are crying poor already. What did uh, Manfred said? Uh, Six billion, nine billion dollar debt they're taking. No, 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 nine what billion dollars lost. That's that's a loss because last year they made ten billion, and this year they're only going to make one billion. And to them, the one billion dollar profit is a nine billion dollar loss because that's how that's how fucking rich people math works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but you started with the you know talking about Snell getting pulled because that's how they did it and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, it worked. Usually, till till that night. Right, and then it and then it didn't. The dude was dealing. He looked great. My wife was sitting there. My, my wife. wife. I knew you were fucking. <laughs> Boy, but, uh, back in the news. She's sitting there. We're watching the game, and they and they pull him after that fucking weak grounder or weak uh, single. And she's like, "What are they doing?" And I was like, uh, "They're pulling him." right now and she goes don't they like what the, that is some, and she immediately brought up joe madden game seven with fucking kyle yeah. hendricks I kyle hendricks loses a batter on a shit fucking call from the ump and then immediately after that that's when he wants to fucking pull him because the ump's no good like joe pissed his pants we all know that we yeah and, know and, and luckily for the cubs the players played their way out of that fucking bad decision. But unfortunately for the Marlins, they could not do it. The Rays. The Rays. Oh, Marlins Rays. Whatever. Marlins like in Florida. Um, I have no idea. I need another writes, beer. John Pinkus <laughs> writes in, the, the fucking nerds need to lose some power. And I totally agree with that. It's like it, terrible it, move by Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa. Pardon the interruption, but you're not a Patreon subscriber, so I would like to talk about my nose hair and how when sometimes when I pick my nose, a booger is stuck in my nose hair, and when I go to pull out said booger, well, it can be a 
a mess and very painful. Bloody. Well, guess what? That doesn't have to happen to you. Because Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. It's intelligently contoured. Its design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes to use. Now, have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? I did. I just told you about it. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to. It's delivering you maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. So it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs and our holes looking nice. Remember, you get 20% off with the code armchair at manscaped.com. So what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Okay, the wait's over. We got a triple header of fun this week. Football, strutting its stuff. Baseball playoffs, they're going. I mean, it's an online cavalcade of betting possibilities. Now, you might not be at the game, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. And if you never want to hear an ad on the Sunranto show again, all you got to do is subscribe to us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Get her done. Oh, uh, damn, damn it. That, I mean, but, the, you know, that, but that is, that's the thing. It's like the game moves back and forth, here to there. It, you, A pendulum. It's a pendulum. You're always you're always looking for like the hole, like the shift. Madden and that's what she said. <laughs> you're always looking for the no, hole. that's the Got problem. It. I Danny, I don't think you understand how this works. There's, it's not supposed to be like a pendulum, and you're not supposed to be looking for the hole. All this stuff. I mean, it, it's all made to work together in the right way. It's when you overthink it. I think is what we're learning right now. Right. Well, well, <laughs> well. They played it by the book, and and that's got. And what else were they going to do at that point? They're like, this is what let we let them let them roll, man. Let them uh, roll. But then, trust, that's, trust and your he, fucking eyes. So then he gives up a two run homer to Mookie Betts, and everybody's like, well, they should have done everything. They should have done like you know. What I'm, I'm just saying, Tampa Bay was going to play it that way no matter what. 
They do not have guts. So like, they, they, that's no why they're, balls. they're not, I agree. not the interesting but, team. That but, is not the team that I think is exciting. Like, even well, though they cost $200 million, the Cubs and their shittiness, like, I'm sorry, I'd rather watch Anthony Rizzo play. No, actually, I like their first baseman. Uh, but Troy, <laughs> Troy, yeah, Troy, yeah, yeah. like G-Man. But, uh, in fact, look, at, I got the yeah. G-Man. Yeah. G-Man yeah, next, next time, by the way, the Rays come to town, which in like 23 years, um, <laughs> uh, I think the G-Man uh, Tavern should change their name to the J-I-M-A-N Tavern just for the day. We get over there, we throw a big event with G-Man Choi. I don't know. Uh, I'm be, down. That would be fun. Right? right? Um, no, I mean, we, I don't want to celebrate as much as I like the the Rays, there's a, actually a lot of similarities between the way that they are built as an offensive team. They had a little bit more success. They weren't hitting it on the ground as much as the Cubs were. They got a lot more uh, elevation. They're, um, they also, their ISO, I read an article the other day on uh, Bleacher Nation, in fact, about the, the, the ISO, uh, you know, the, which is isolated power being much higher for the Rays than it was for the Cubs. So that's your main difference, but their batting averages, all some of the traditional stats were pretty similar. Three true outcome kind of kind of team. Cubs pitching was great. Even in the even in the playoffs, like, you know, if the if we would have gotten a few more runs, like maybe it's Cubs. Maybe right. more than one. Yeah, maybe maybe more than one run over two games. Like maybe but, but, you're right but, there, you know. I don't know. Danny, you talk about the book about the Rays, but here's the thing. The way that the the postseason was set up this year is different than the way the postseason has been traditionally. And so you were burning a lot of arms. So same thing when you mentioned Madden. You guys remember how many innings and how many back-to-back games and how many pitches Chapman was throwing. That wasn't normal. Okay? Yeah, but that was punishment for his bad behavior. Right, but that wasn't normal. So what I'm saying is, is that the Rays' bullpen, which they did the way they did it all season, yeah, they did have some days off, and they didn't have to use guys all the time. Here in the World Series and in the playoffs, you're talking a lot of innings and a lot of high leverage innings, okay? And sooner or later, that's going to, you, you know, you're seeing a team for six straight games. They're getting to see these pitchers now, and these guys don't have their A stuff. They're running out of gas. That's where you may have to kind of change your book a little bit, and that's it, what a manager does. And you got Blake Snell out there dealing, and all he needs is a double play. Right. You know, when you give up a single, all you need is a double play. And when your guy is missing bats, when they start to get a bat on the ball, it's not going a lot of great places. Even the single wasn't great. And when you talk, yeah, and when we were talking about it, that, that I think it was when we went to the game, uh, when we went to the Marlins game, you know, there's a difference between getting getting a hit, giving up a single, and giving up a 120-mile-per-hour rope that hit off the top of the wall. That wasn't that. Sometimes it's kind of like, you know, boy, he really shit. You know, they hit a couple balls real hard. We need to be watching this guy. That wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Carly. If if they rip a 110 mile per hour, uh, you know, shot through the fucking infield, like, whoa, what? okay, well, they're yeah. starting to, you know. Square run, into, run into some pitches knowing what it, what's coming and stuff like that. And, you know, they just don't, they just didn't trust him, you know, same as Madden. I, same as Madden didn't trust Hendricks in that moment, you know, it, it was the exact same thing and he pulled him and it'll forever be that way. 
But I, for one, am glad. Otherwise, we would be up against the Game 7 right now with this show, which we are also live. Um, but, yeah, the season's over. I mean, this is the first day of the offseason, and now the offseason awards are going to start. And, you know, the Cubs had a good offense this year. And the Cubs are leading the way. They really are. And in awards. couple shockers here, too. Like, I, I'll run through it real quick. But – at pitcher, I'm going to start with pitcher because we got two guys, Max Freed for the Braves up against Kyle Hendricks and Alec Mills. Hmm? Surprised at all that Alec Mills up for a gold glove? Uh, no, he you know he plays his position well. I mean, I like I said, it's hard for me to look at these awards because I was so NL and AL Central focused. So I don't know what everybody else was doing. You know, when we talk about catcher, Wilson with his framing, you know, gold glove, beautiful, you know, no problem there. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a, a real resurgent year as far as, I mean, he's always had the arm. He's always right. had the athleticism. Uh, the framing took a huge step forward. Tucker Barnhart is is who he's up against and like kind of a rookie, maybe been around for a couple of years now, Jacob Stallings of the Pirates. Yeah, he, Stallings is good. He's he's really good. Rizzo up against Goldschmidt again. Um, they've split it pretty much this entire time, last uh, six years. And then uh, Brandon Belt made it through this time. Uh, second base, here's another shocker. Not shocker. And second base isn't really, you know, the defensive, you know, flashy position. But Nico Horner with the nod and Colton Wong with the nod. Who was released today? Not released. Not tendered is contract. Not tendered, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Frazier from the Pirates was the other one. What do you guys think of this Colton Wong thing? Like, this really does set the precedent for this offseason. Like, there was another guy. Who was the guy from the – Adam Eaton from yeah, the Nationals. Nationals yeah. yeah, today. You know, I mean – and so people uh, are like, oh, maybe you don't tender Bryant. Like, is he worth twenty-two million? Like, we can we- talk about that after. Let's get through the Gold Gloves. Um, all right, shortstop, all right. shortstop. You got Javi against. Uh, is is Rojas. this the time he gets it, or is Dansby Swanson going to take it from him? Because I, I think, I think it's they're going to give it to him, but it's like one of those lifetime achievements. You know, like in the Oscars when they give it to the old guy because they're probably dying soon. Like I think this is I think I think this is to make up for all the years they fucking should have given it to him in the Susan the Susan Lucci of shortstop. Well, I, I, I love that I love that Javi Baez finally gets a Gold Glove nod. This is his first one, right? Because he's never played enough innings at that a single position, position yeah. to get in the Gold Glove running. So this year, when he's played the least amount of innings of any fucking year because nobody played any innings, he ends up getting the gold glove. Well, he deserves it. He's amazing. And then the the last Cub that's in there is Jason Hayward going up against Charlie Blackman, who has moved from center to right, um, and Mookie Betts, which, I mean, Mookie Betts made a lot of highlight reels this year. I think Mookie's getting it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, oh, and Mookie deserves it. Yeah. Now, what about Yadier Molina? That was the best part well, of the Well, situation. that's one of my TFCs, uh, and uh, might as well bring it up early, uh, this particular TFC. Uh, it's in Espanol, so maybe we can, uh, we can uh, you know, get, get it together. What I don't know, maybe you know, Crawley. It says, Yadier Molina, this is on Instagram, said – 
todos los fin finalistas en la receptoría en la Liga Nacional 2020. Ahora veo una injusticia a los que deciden quién o no. No sé si es MLB o quién sea, pero está claramente que no quieren que este boricua jibarito empate con el gran Johnny Bench. Uh, and he tags Johnny Bench. Um, ba yeah, basic translation, yeah, simple yeah, we'll translation. Yeah. Really, at this point, he's, he's congratulating everybody for making the finalists, but he's saying there's an injustice. But he veo un injusticia. Yeah, there's an injustice, an injustice going on. Basically, the point of what he's saying is he's blaming MLB that they don't want some Puerto Rican guy tying the glorious, great Johnny Bench. Yep, that is exactly what he's saying. It's not. Es una pena que me. So, John Pincus is asking, what does this have to do with Johnny Bench? If Yadier Molina got another gold glove, he'd be tied. Nothing. Johnny. Johnny. He would be tied with Johnny Bench for the most gold gloves. So, what Yadi's saying is, is the only reason he didn't get a gold glove was because it was an MLB conspiracy. We should invite him on the show. An MLB conspiracy to prevent him from having the same amount of gold gloves as Johnny Bench. Uh, that they want Johnny Bench to have the record and nobody else. Yes. Definitely yeah, they, not a Puerto Rican they, guy. He said they, they've always got a reason, right, for Yachty. Like, there's always a fucking excuse for Yadier Molina well, why he isn't the best. That's that's the irony of this whole thing is MLB has kissed Yadi's ass. He hasn't been a gold glover for a couple of years now. Yeah. Like yeah, it, 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 he hasn't been that good the last couple of years. He's right, old. but the Cardinals fans haven't gotten that word yet. Right. And <laughs> and so it's just it's it's amusing to me that he thinks MLB's against him when for the whole time they've been giving him awards because honestly sometimes these awards are like the all-star nod. You know what I mean? They just give it to you just because you've done it so many times. Like not I mean the goddamn Cardinals gave him thirty million just because he's done it so many well, times. And I would say that for a couple of those years he really did earn it. Maybe yeah, you know this absolutely. year. I mean, he was definitely the way I mean, let's face it, it that aging shithole is is absolutely one of the best defensive catchers. And he handles Yadier Molina has been a gold glover for sure. For many, many years. Many years, no You're doubt. Not now. And, and <laughs> right. Wilson Contreras is in there, and Tucker Barnhart is in there, and that's how it is, bro. And instead, but what a crybaby. And uh, that's exactly what Jose Orlando, who sent this to me the other day in Spanish, uh, called him. He's like, you know, bebe de llorar or lloracito or something like that. Yeah, it's a uh, crybaby. Yeah, and I, I love how this guy, Brian Moran, says, he writes to him in Spanish, No sabía que MLB regalan gold gloves a personas que tenían el más errores de todos los catchers en NL. En, en Su es un pendejo viejo. And, <laughs> but, but that means is, uh, oh, you didn't know that MLB – gives gold gloves to persons that have the most errors of all the catchers in the national league. You um, are a, what is it? Old asshole. Old bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Old an old asshole. Asshole. You're an old asshole. Then he put uh crying uh, emojis and Yadier took the bait uh, on Instagram. <laughs> and he writes back, he goes, Belos numero, Belos cojones. Ve la era de los pitchers. 
or era mean the ERA. Yeah. Uh, ve los uh, juego jugando. Ve el porcentaje a segundo. Ve es más no vea. Me mamas el bicho y ya sencillo. Now, you that, was, that, that was that was almost that was almost as good as when uh who call it who did I have that took the bait? What's his uh, nails? Uh yeah. Can I, can I just say that all of our Spanish listeners hate you and so do our English listeners. <laughs> I'm doing a good job, I think. <laughs> but, you but, know about it. That, yeah, when uh when uh what was uh what Lenny was Lenny Dykstra when Lenny Dykstra uh took the bait that I gave him on that one time and he got all that. Oh, were you the one oh, that put yeah. the the cheese no. in the in the dumpster and then he jumped in the dumpster? Is got, that the bait you're talking about? He got mad because I mentioned that uh what happened? Ron Darling, he was suing Ron Darling for defamation of character and Ron Darling and uh Lenny Dexter didn't win because he basically, the judge said, you can't defame his character if his character is so bad. <laughs> and like I said something about that and, and he got so mad and he was like tweeting at me and that shit. Said, that set wonderful precedent for guys like us. It really did in the courts. Um, so uh, I, I do have one more thing I want to cover and I'm just going to cover it real quick. Here's seven Cubs or, or nine, I don't know, that are uh, eight Cubs that are free agents. Uh, and I want a yay or nay out of each of you, whether you would like them back on the team. Uh, nay, 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 nay. Okay. You, you got eight names. Jose Quintana, nay. Tyler Chatwood, nay. Andrew Chafin, nay. Billy Hamilton, yay. Jeremy Jeffers, and I got a lot of pushback because I said the only one I wanted to keep was Hamilton. I, I said nay. Anyone else on uh, the yay there? No, I, I, relievers are good every other year. I just got a feeling he, he got lucky on certain things, and I think that signing him to a contract would be a mistake. The end of his year was not as good as the beginning of his year when he was making up for the shortcomings of Craig Kimbrell. Jason Kipnis, no. Cameron Mabin, not really. Josh Fagley, nah. Now you got three guys with team options. You have Anthony Rizzo for $16 million, which that's almost automatically going to be uh, exercised. I don't know. This year, maybe not. I just – I think so. But Either Le- that or you sign, him, you sign him to the long term at this point. Lester is at – here's the wee thing with Lester. Lester will cost you twenty five. If you don't exercise the option, then he gets ten. We've talked right. about they're, that Right. They're getting rid of him. They're they're not exercising the option because they're going to give him ten and they're going to hope that he'll take like one in order to like then it's like eleven you know what I mean like they have to give him ten no matter what right. so they're gonna they're gonna give him the ten and hope hopefully he'll sign for a little less there's no way they're giving they're, him twenty five they're gonna they're gonna give him the ten and what they're gonna do is try to give him like a two million dollar contract with two million in incentives that he probably won't hit. Yeah, that's probably um, what's going to happen. And then the last one, especially when we hit the seventh wave, let's let's all cheer for this one. I'm going to raise my club 400 here on this one. Daniel Descalso has an option for three point <laughs> five million. Oh, you you got to pick it up. This <laughs> motherfucker. This is the year of Descalso. You got to pick up that. that this up. motherfucker signed a four million dollar contract. Now, he only got. million of that over the last two years. 
let me let me just say 2.45 in two years. That's what Daniel Descalso got from this team for doing as much as we did. Right? right? We did way more than him. <laughs> so we have absolutely true. worked harder than Daniel Descalso. Right. And now, and they somehow thought there might be a reason to bring him back for three and a half million dollars. Oh my God. There'd, there'd be no point. Uh, yeah. And, and people are even wondering like some of the arbitration guys, like, you know, like they did with uh, Addison Russell who ended up being a, a disappointment. Also in Korea, he was a disappointment. He didn't have not have a good year. He started off strong. Um, I think you're going but to they got rid of him because he got too expensive, not because they gave up on him. They put a lot of time in him. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying they put a lot of time and effort into that guy to just he, let him walk that way. He know? was too expensive for the what problems. For his production. Yeah, for and his, his problems. problems. I'm telling right. you, if he can hit like if you hit like everybody, you know, forgives everything else. Uh, you hit ninety RBIs, he'd still be on this team. Yeah, he yeah. would. Amen. Yeah. And so that's that. It's to me. To me, the question. <laughs> the, the question is: I, I believe you know. You take a look at it. I believe that Bias is obviously back. I believe that Bryant, even though they're going to try to move him, they're going to try hard to move him. They're not going to be able to. Not for what they expect. Well, they'll have to pick up salary. Probably. They're they're what they're going to try to do is get him. Hope he gets hot and then trade him. And then the other issue then is the question of to me, Kyle Schwarber is the real question mark and this is where it gets tough because again when you take a look at the second half of 2019 his numbers were better than uh nick castellanos in cincinnati his numbers were better than nick's and people don't remember that that well and so i don't know how oh, so what you're saying is that they're gonna let him go to the reds what I'm saying is is that this season was so fucked up, I can't tell you what the offensive numbers mean. You tell me Nolan Arenado and Christian Yelich, it's not just us, guys. It was all over the league. Their league. careers are over, Crawley. They, you know, and I so, don't know if you watched 2020, my, my but question, those guys are terrible. But the world they, is over, actually. But they've given, <laughs> they've, given, <laughs> they've given Schwarber a lot of chances. And we, a you long know, rope. It's been a long rope, and the question is, at this point for me, I, I don't if the DH was staying, I would love to see Kyle DH and, and hopefully he's better than what he's been. But if the DH is not staying, I don't know if I really Who if cares if DH is staying? Kyle Schwarber's not DH. Yeah, yeah we, got Caratini. we got Caratini. We got Caratini. He's a left fielder. He is a left fielder every day. The DH is just whoever in the comes in that day, I guess. Yeah, they, I, I, I that's my question. Test, guess what? You're DH today. Your boy Almora's gone, Crawley. Yep. Uh, you know, I will be taking a look, and uh, I bet you his autograph will be real cheap now. Who knows if that handler will be around anymore either? That yeah. motherfucker is just gonna remember you. He's just gonna I, be like, nope, I'm, fuck I'm, you. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not I've going already, to. I've write already. Thing. I've already planned to have somebody else go ahead and do it. I ain't even gonna show up there because it's probably gonna be like a brawl that's gonna erupt. I don't know. I, I already. I, I'm going to have a, a. I'm gonna call out of the bullpen somebody to. Is Dave Arnold still on here? I'm gonna have <laughs> Dave ridiculous. Arnold. Hey, Sunranto fans, a quick message to you as we head into our holiday shopping season. Did you know that you can help out the Sunranto show by shopping 
through our links at sunranto.com slash shopping. Uh, there's all sorts of ways you could help us out. Uh, Amazon, if you ever hear of it, <laughs> it's only the largest company ever. So, uh, yeah, Amazon, uh, you click on that link there. Uh, it's right on the left side of the page. You go to sunranto.com slash shopping, click our Amazon link, buy the crap you were going to buy anyway. We get like a dollar. Okay. Now, uh, let's say you're a sports fan, which I know you are if you're listening to this show. Well, you got the MLB shop, the NBA shop, the NFL shop, uh, the MLS soccer shop, Lids, NHL, uh, sports memorabilia, StubHub. When we can get back to the games, all that's there. You like Reebok shoes? You can, uh, you know, click on our links there. Use our links. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, if you're into vibrators, uh, we we sell those too. Mattresses, condoms, Zazzle, wine, beer. Come on, people. Let's get this done, okay? Uh, sunranto.com slash shopping for all of your holiday shopping needs. Thanks for supporting the podcast. If you never want to hear another ad on the Sunranto show, patreon.com slash sunranto. Early and ad-free listening. Access to all the show notes. Uh, and all the media that we use during our live show. Uh, you get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page where we do special things with each other. And um, I don't know, just do it. It's a dollar a month. Come on now. All right, patreon.com slash sunranto, sunranto.com slash shopping. Uh, we're trying to eat here. That's, that's, all, that's the only reason I'm doing this. Just need money for food, beer, tickets, you know. Life. Back to the show. Well, there, there's certainly going to be a lot of moves done this off season. Just to, because a lot of money comes off the books, and no, they don't have any money to spend. You're talking about Colton Wong and 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 the fa- that that right now Colton and Wong, between Colton Wong sets the standard right and, now. And Adam Eaton, you're taking a look at guys that basically weren't glove second baseman, like a franchise player who's been there. For a long time, Colton Wong is no slouch. You know, we, we've seen him. He's got a little pop. He he plays his position very well to the point that he's a Gold Glove finalist. And they're just like, "Sorry, bro, you're too expensive." I don't know who he's gonna about to get, but it wasn't Bryant money. For those of you that are into Game of Thrones, the old TV show that was on, it's the Red Wedding. It's going to be a bloody massacre. If you're a free agent, you're fucked. You're getting nothing. Not even half of what you probably thought you were going to get. Yeah. Chris well, Bryant, remember that everyone got mad at Dave Kaplan? Two hundred million. Chris Bryant wishes two hundred million was going to be an option. Cause that ain't happening. Javi Baez, I don't know what long term deal was put in front of his face, but I guarantee you he wishes he would have taken it. Because yeah. these next couple of years, and Kaplan talked about it when he was on last week, their projected losses this year, their projected lo- the losses this year, and their projected losses next year. And guys, I'm in a there's a season ticket holder Facebook group, and I'm just telling you that people on there are like, yeah, I don't, I'm not coming back this year. Like it is, and I'm not talking people that have been around for like one or two years, like people that have had these things for 20, 25, 30 years. This is going to be a bloodbath. Whether again. And again, Kaplan talked about last week. It's it's a family that runs it like a business. They don't want to take the losses, whether they can afford it or not. They're not going to take them. That's just what I'm going to tell you. No, they they actually they wanted to win until they won, and now yeah, it's no longer good. it's no longer a passion. It's a it's a fucking product. Yeah, now, and they're not going to do I, it. 
I truly believe they thought they could blow sunshine up our ass. Yeah, they're they're going to Theo is going to step down, right? Okay. Theo is going to step down. A lot of people are, are thinking this might happen. Uh, if Theo steps down, Schwarber dead. He's the only thing keeping Schwarber on this team. Schwarber is going to make $8 million this year. And I don't think the Ricketts like Schwarber anymore. Danny, I don't know if you are talking to your buddies in New York at all, but this has been a big story in New York is that uh, Stephen Cohen, big hedge fund guy, is looking to get by the Mets, who have been just an absolute shit show, run like complete crap for the last God knows how many years. Bernie Madoff. But guess who is trying to make sure that Steve Cohen does not buy the Mets? Jerry Reinsdorf. Oh, sure. This is what I told you guys. And I think that Tom Ricketts came in. And I thought he had again. He did a lot of great things, guys. I'm not, but what I'm going to tell you is, is he got whipped into line. He got set straight by guys like Reinsdorf and some of the old guard, which is why they didn't want Mark Cuban to buy the Cubs, even though he had a higher offer. And it's why they don't want Steve Cohen to buy the Mets is to make sure to keep payroll low so that those teams like the A's, like Tampa Bay, like the White Sox, don't have to try to compete with those salaries. Mm -hmm. That's what I truly believe. And it's going on right now. You talk to any Mets fan right now, they are so excited to think that they're going to have Steve Cohen who's going to run it and spend money and all this shit. And Reinsdorf is already trying to start a movement to make sure he doesn't buy the team. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. And it is true that my Mets fan friend, David Brody. Yeah. Uh, who, who I, I've known for years from working. He's, uh, you know, if you listen to Z100 in New York City, he's what one of the producers on that show. He's on the air all the time. Uh, David Brody is so excited that he's he thinks that the Mets are going to buy every big name guy. That it's going to, in fact, he thinks they're going to get Theo. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he's like, we're we're going to be the North. Yankees. Yeah, exactly. He thinks they're going to be the Yankees, and I was like. No, 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 no. This is not how this is going to work for you. You might get, you know, a bite at the apple. And the Mets have been there a bunch. Like they had the World Series appearance against the Yankees where they yep. lost. Subway Series, yep. The Subway Series. I was living there then. That was exciting for them. <laughs> not for me so much. Um, uh, it, but, you know, 86, I believe, was their last championship. So they're in Dodgers territory. I, I, I can't believe nobody's brought that up. Since the Dodgers seems to be such a long drought, yeah, I, I, I went but over LA, but LA is such a it's such a big city in New York, you know, it's just it's like a podunk. <laughs> People got mad at me on Twitter, but I basically just said this: is that unless it's fifty years or longer, it's not a drought. That's the official rule. I, I made it. I'm sorry. And so, fifty years, then it's a drought. If it ain't fifty years, we're you knocking on the door of fifty years at this point. Who are, yeah. And so are we, by the way. The Mets. Yeah, well, aren't they? No, 1986, uh, the Mookie yeah, Betts. Yeah, yeah, Mookie Betts, Mookie Wilson, and Bill Buckner. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, pour one out for Lyle on yeah, that one. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, <laughs> uh, a couple bits of business here. Uh, you've got some Halloween Cubs names. We honestly don't need to do this, but I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it anyway. <laughs> Do it anyway. You got you've gone through some uh, historical Cubs names. So I looked. I looked through the 
entire list of all the Cubs players I, ever. I got to put you full screen for this one. Too. Okay, but you, do you have some spook? <laughs> <laughs> you. I gotta put you full screen, and then we got Crawley fighting with his goddamn mask. That was hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> spooky music, yes. Uh, okay, so you got spooky music? I do. Okay. It, it, this is the music that they play that the Cubs play when they fire the hitting coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the tape is worn out. All right, all right. I'm I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. This tech, technical nightmare. If anybody is watching this still, there's eight people still watching. They are just like, oh my god, he's wearing the fucking you know crazy mask, and there's just nothing, just crickets. Okay, you ready for this? I am. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. Okay, there it's get a little spookier. Got a little different key there. Okay. So these are the Halloween Cubs names from the history of the Cubs. We're going to start in 1887 with Shadow Pile. Oh. Nothing scarier than that. Except for Vern Fear. <laughs> Vern Fear. <laughs> 1952 pitcher. Fear. God, I wish my name was Fear. Oh, and then we get Joe Graves, a third baseman from 1926. And now we're going to get into the dead. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Rip Hagerman, Cubs pitcher from 1909. These are all people named Rip. Rip Wheeler from pitcher from 23 and 24. Rip Collins, catcher, 1940. Rip Russell, first baseman, 39 to 42. But the Ripper Collins is the worst of them all. First baseman, 37, 38. Finally, we get to somebody we might actually know. Damian Miller. Damien Miller from 2003. He's a catcher. (laughs) Oh, but the worst way to go, the worst way to die is to be hacked to pieces. We have Hack Miller Ah. outfield 22 to 25. Hack Wilson outfield 26 to 31. Stan Hack (laughs) third baseman 32 to 47 and Warren Hacker. Pitcher from 48 to 56. What this really told me is I understand why the Cubs are so bad now. They were just drafting people named Hack from 1922 to 1956. They had a hack or a hacker on this team. That is a long fucking time. Well, those hacks made me want to yak. All right. We'll get to the last ones here. These are some Hollywood ghosties. Al Spangler. He shares a name with one of the Ghostbusters and played left field for the Cubs from 67 to 71. And then we got some guys you've never heard of. Casper Wells. He pitched for Iowa in 2014. And Mike Myers, the most Halloween name of them all. Pitched for Iowa in 2000 to 2003. There you have it. We'll never do that again, and I'm sure everybody is so excited that we won't. 
End of segment. <laughs> oh, that, um, was, that I was take so much pride in what I just did. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, and, you know, as Wayne Mesmer said, he just does it for the eight people in the room that are, are still watching. <laughs> um, Guys, real quick here, Dan Roan of WGN. Drawly breaking news at 1030 at night. Don't be shocked at a major Sox announcement on Thursday. And yes, it's probably what and who you think it is. Tony La Russa. Oh, fucking Tony La Russa. <laughs> I, I hate you that. know what, though? Like world 2020. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad because I was like right on the verge of really rooting for the White Sox. Like, I think they have a great team. I really like the players they have there. Renteria did not bother me at all, but now, pff, fuck them. I and I can never root for the White Sox, and now this just makes it a thousand times easier. Yeah, well, uh, you know who's going to be rooting for them from hell? Moose Cholak. Rip Hacker. Father <laughs> Damien, the leper priest of Malachi. Uh, I mean, can you imagine wanting to hire Tony La Russa for a young, exciting team? Well, you know, at least you could probably do a little, you know, restore uh, billboard stuff with uh, Ian Happ and Brian Urlacher. Uh, he'll, he'll be up on I-90 in no time. Tony La Russa, those are some plugs. He's, he yeah. can use a, a – re- it is what I don't understand about Tony La Russa. The man's obviously balding, but yet – so he gets the fake hair, and that's the hairstyle he chooses. You know, it just he's still got like some weird '80s mullet, you know, that he wishes he could get back to. I guess that's where he. That, those aren't hair plugs. That's a weave. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's spray on hair, like it's bad. Like just on the top, the top is spray on. The back is a weave to get the mullet looking. Mullet. It's so weird looking. Yet I don't even know what's going on with it. So, does anybody have any TFCs? Because I already gave mine, which was my Spanish-Yachty bitching in the world. I have one. Okay. Crawley, any? Yeah, nah. Nah. Right. <laughs> I'll hit you with just this one. Let's see. Uh, so, oh, I, I can't see the name. Who cares? Peter Hamby. Peter Hamby. Peter Hamby. He's an actual reporter, right? Maybe. Just maybe Trump's corruption hits on Biden aren't working this time because Biden's honest and trustworthy numbers are great. And Hillary's were in the toilet. Wild take. I know. Well, uh, Missouri vote no on Amendment three responded to Peter Hamby. I also think Biden gets a better shake because he battled through a large primary. Lots of people in St. Louis never respected former manager Mike Matheny. Yes, we took a we took a turn because he went from TV studio to manager's office without paying dues on buses in the minor leagues. Ah, oh, and then let's pile on. Artie Bucco's earring says, "Why hasn't David Ross gotten the same treatment in Chicago?" You'd think that a fan base as great as Cubs fans would want their manager to earn it and that is a fucking tfc folks it went from some sort of political post about biden to Matheny right into why aren't we holding david ross to a higher standard 
Well, you, you know, he would say it himself. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable. <laughs> hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable. You got to hold yourself accountable. Well, uh, this is one of the longest shows we've ever done, but not that's not true. But not even close to the longest. Yeah. Uh, two hours and thirty seven minutes so far of unadulterated Cubs content. We had Wayne Mesmer on here. Uh, we had. Uh, You're going to listen on the way to work and the way back. The way to work is going to be that Wayne Mesmer like love, and the way back when you're pissed off from work is just going to be us griping. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wonderful for you, and we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, if you want to be a part of it all and help us out, what you can do is go to Patreon.com/sunranto. You can hear this show in podcast form by subscribing. You get your own RSS feed. You can paste, copy and paste into any podcatcher and uh, listen there. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's that's how we get paid. It's how we keep the, the lights on at the at the project here at the Sun Ranto Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for once again for coming on the show. Uh, we know he's probably long in bed, maybe watching us on his iPad dreaming of and wondering why he ever would do a show as yeah. Wayne, Wayne was amazing tonight. Loved having him on. Great stories. Nash, National Treasure I saw a few times. Yeah. Uh, 100% Chicago landmark. Yeah. You know, these guys just, like I said, two of the nicest people you ever meet. And I'm not talking about us, man. Wayne and Kathleen, just phenomenal people. Good people. Yeah. That, no, absolutely. And we've had great times with them. And We've sung songs together and, you know, Wayne's a true artist. And, you know, I, I was hoping that that came out tonight. You know, the fact that, you know, Wayne is into so much. He's not just a guy who can get through the anthem, you know, all the time. He didn't, he didn't make that his gig. He could have just done that. But the reason he continues to be in our hearts as the guy who does that is because he does so much else. So, and you could hear it in his voice when he does the anthem. So, um, but I did make his Christmas song better. So we're going to end there with, uh, <laughs> I can't, again, this is the same argument I have when I hear the, the term classic rock. Just because it's got Danny Rocket in it doesn't mean it's better. Just because it's old doesn't mean it's classic. Yeah. Well, this is better. <laughs> it's an instant classic from me and Wayne Mesmer. Uh, it is. Uh, it what I, I keep screwing up the name. It won't be Christmas without you. I've got, I've got it wrong. There's like a lot of modifiers in the whole thing. I got to look it up. What is it? It's I a great song. I don't want it to be Christmas without you ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, doesn't seem like Christmas without you. It, pretty soon, this is going to be the next baby. It's cold outside, where it's going to be like all of a sudden obscure, and then boom, blow up everywhere. I, I you know what? I honestly believe that this should be uh, played at the skating rink, right outside of Wrigley. Like oh, yeah. oh, yeah. this, this would be a perfect song to be your your wander around the Chris Kindle market and your ice skating and you're that's having a good canceled. time that shit's canceled but you know it's not oh canceled. yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Not- everybody's dead but yeah everybody's dead <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 everybody's died. <laughs> sorry <laughs> justin, <laughs> justin turner 
<laughs> has been in Chicago. It's over. Hello, everybody. Yeah, but- we, we've rounded the corner. It's all good, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, but we are. Oh, yeah, still- I forgot. Trump, Trump, fucking defeated the pandemic back in May. It's cured. It's it's done. Yeah, yeah. But, which is why we're doing Cubs caroling in front of the marquee. We're gonna film that shit. Whoever could show up, we're gonna socially distance and sing. Make sure you check that out. Today. I'm gonna be there on the worst fucking possible Cubs caroling night ever. I, I say we do it like five times. I say it's like a, we need a schedule. We need to get people back out there. We'll do it. We'll do it well. But uh, anyway, here's me and Wayne Mesmer with his holiday classic. I don't know how there could ever be Christmas without you in the million years because. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Spagog. <laughs> Spagog. Spagog. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.